Welcome back to the fourth episode of Home Practice with Hallie. I'm your host, Hallie Miraglada. Thank you all so much for your interaction with and feedback about previous episodes. It's been really fun growing this community of listeners. So thanks for spreading the word and supporting this podcast. Uh, Last week, we talked about the benefits of movement in the body, heard from some folks with a regular yoga posture practice, and you experienced some grounding techniques like shaking it off and stamping your feet, as well as a guided mountain pose practice. Were you able to carve out a few minutes in your week to develop your strong foundation? What if you did this practice during the week or even in the middle of your day at work? And if you're like, no, Hallie, I'm at work. What if you got your whole office to join you? I'm just saying, every workspace needs someone to have the good ideas. It could be you. Let me know how it goes. This week, we'll open up to the topic of breath regulation, which is also called pranayama. The word pranayama is made up of two pieces. The first, prana, refers to life force or your vital energy. And ayama, the second part, is the expansion, the extension regulation or control of that energy, that life force. So pranayama is more than just the automatic breathing that keeps the body together, but rather it refers to a collection of breath techniques which develop physical capacity as well as hone steadiness of mind and concentration. So today we'll talk about how breath works, name some benefits to cultivating breath awareness, and pranayama practices, and then you'll experience your first breathing exercise, which combines simple breath awareness with a tool called equal parts breath. Let's dig in. We all breathe, but how many of us do so correctly and with attention? And how often do you think about breathing? What if I told you that on average, you take about 23,000 breaths per day? Don't you think you'd think about something that you do 23,000 times per day? You have to breathe. You can go without food or water for days if you needed to, but you can't go more than a few minutes without breath. And breathing better means having a better, healthier quality of life. During most of life, the depth and rate of breathing is self-regulated through the nervous system to supply in a regular and controlled way the fresh oxygen which is constantly needed by the cells and to discharge the carbon dioxide accumulated in them. Since our breath is automatic in the sense that it continues to happen even when we aren't specifically thinking about it, like when we're sleeping, Many of us may assume that our breath is something we just don't need to consider, as long as we're still breathing, but that's just not true. In fact, during purposeful, regulated techniques, breathing can be made more efficient by changing its rate, depth, and quality. So the real purpose of pranayama, or breathing exercises, is to make the respiratory system function at its best. This automatically improves the circulatory system, without which the process of digestion and elimination would suffer. Proper breath technique can also combat bad posture, various lung troubles, and even heart disease. Better breathing also benefits the mind. BKS Iyengar, in his book Light on Pranayama, writes, When the breath is irregular, the mind wavers. When the breath is steady, so is the mind. 
To attain steadiness, the yogi should restrain the breath. As long as there is breath within the body, there is life. When breath departs, life also departs. Therefore, regulate the breath. So what's actually happening in your body as you breathe? When I first started studying breath, I remember feeling very shocked to discover that I had no idea what was going on. So we'll start at the very beginning. As we established in the previous episode, you have a body. Consider your torso. The part of the torso that contains the heart and the lungs is called the thoracic cavity. And the part that contains the stomach, intestines, liver, kidneys, bladder, etc. is called the abdominal cavity. This is going to get a little technical, but you're super smart and I believe in you, so stay with me. In breathing, there is a relationship between these two cavities, the thoracic and the abdominal. When there's movement in one, it will create a shape change in the other. In fact, in the book Yoga Anatomy, authors Leslie Kamenoff and Amy Matthews define breathing as the shape change of the body's cavities. During an inhalation, the thoracic cavity expands its volume. This pushes downward on the abdominal cavity, which changes shape as a result of the pressure from above. During active exhalations, like those employed during some yogic techniques, the musculature surrounding the two cavities contracts in such a way that the abdominal cavity pushes upward into the thoracic cavity. Both cavities open at one end to the external environment, the thoracic at the top and the abdominal at the bottom. Both cavities are bound to the spine. Therefore, spinal movement is an important element of the shape-changing abilities of the cavities. This is why such a huge component of yoga practice involves coordinating the movements of the spine with inhaling and exhaling. Because if breath is defined by a change in shape of the body's cavities, ineffective breath or obstructed breath is revealed in the inability of the structures that surround the thoracic and abdominal cavities to change shape. Additionally, both cavities are divided by an important shared structure called the diaphragm. The diaphragm anchors the connective tissues that surround the lungs, the heart, and the abdominal organs. All breathing, except in the case of paralysis, utilizes the diaphragm. The bigger question is whether or not the diaphragm is able to work efficiently, meaning how well it can coordinate with all the other muscles that affect shape change. Yoga practice, meaning both asana, physical movement, and pranayama, breathing exercise, can help with precisely this coordination. In order to control the breath and guide it into specific patterns, you need to develop a relationship with your accessory muscles, which include the transverse abdominis, the obliques, and the intercostals. Only when all the musculature of the body is coordinated and integrated with the action of the diaphragm can breathing be efficient and effective. By now you may have guessed that the shape-changing ability of these cavities has a profound effect on the organs they each contain. And this may illuminate why the coordinated movements of breath and body, like in your yoga practice, can lead to such dramatic improvements in the overall health and functioning of all your bodily systems.
So now that you're lost in thought about your internal organs, let's take a few moments to hear the stories of some students, friends, and colleagues as they share their experiences incorporating breath awareness and breath technique into their lives. See if any of these stories resonate with you. Doing some form of breath work has always been my go-to remedy for relieving stress and anxiety. During childhood, my parents would tell me before every exam to just take deep, long breaths for about a minute or so as it would like calm my mind, reduce the pent-up anxiety, which seemed to mostly uh, work. And I've applied that to most situations, even at work, I mean, before presentations or any stressful or what I perceive as a stressful event that's going to take place, I just spend a couple of minutes just taking deep breaths and just relaxing, closing my eyes, doing doing that kind of stuff. Um, a couple of years ago, I took a course in Transcendental Meditation where you have to meditate twice a day for about 20 minutes. While it was not required, the instructor had suggested to set aside two minutes prior to beginning the meditation with a breathing exercise. It's the one where you take a breath in from one nostril and then let it out the other and you go back and forth. During my morning sessions, the breathing exercise was not providing any additional benefit as, I was, as my mind was already relaxed. However, it was a different situation in the evenings and my evening sessions, uh, which usually occurred after work, uh, the breathing exercise actually helped uh, reduce like the mental clutter from a full day's work, allowing for a more relaxed uh, meditation session. I wasn't until after college that I got into yoga and since then, since I've been practicing frequently I have found I've caught myself holding my breath during commute rides on the train and on the bus where I will just gasp in air because I haven't been breathing for an entire minute um, and during yoga and dance classes going through the flows I forget about my breath just looking back at emotional times um, crying, I I'd naturally have to stop myself and take three deep breaths in to calm down and gather myself back together. Um, and as an adult, just the thought of bills. <sighs> I know that I can get through them. I have been teaching yoga for about six years now, and I've been practicing since uh, about 15 years now and um, breath has always been a big part of your practice because it's the thing that you can do when it's not exactly possible to do the movements of yoga at least for me um, I really am a fan of breathing before now any stressful situation. I take deep breaths before I walk into the room to teach to ground myself. And generally that involves about three open mouth exhales and about three closed mouth um, inhales and exhales. And that can change your presence in a new situation. Breath is such a part of my uh, routine and getting to sleep. Um, and it also 
a big part of my beauty routine. Um, waking up in the morning, I try to practice breath as I take on like my daily meditation, which is like putting on all my face creams and stuff and um, taking care of myself. Before pranayama, I didn't really have a sense of control over my inner sense of being, um, my emotional outlet. And um, pranayama has really allowed me to slow down the process of thought. Um, it's helped me remove myself from sort of the, the noise and the mess and the chaos and the momentum of our life and the society pressures around us. And really just as a human being to other human beings, it's also allowed me to find a sense of empathy in other people um, because, you know, we all go through very similar things in life uh, and a lot of those things aren't always easy. And I think it's easy to get caught up in everything around us. Pranayama has truly allowed me to remove myself from that, to breathe, to feel empowered, to feel alive. Breathing intentionally off the mat for me has had a direct impact on my relationship with myself and the people around me. I don't feel the need to rush when I'm responding to a question or I'm in conversation and it makes me more self-aware so that I have less of an emotional reaction. When I slow down, I give myself the gift of presence and move away from the idea of living a life as a human that's consistently doing to survive and grinding and hustling to living a more balanced life as a human being. In practicing certain techniques, you can bring a sense of rhythm to your breath. And purposeful breath can create a more meditative quality within the mind. The deeper the breaths, the deeper your thoughts can touch. And if this sounds completely overwhelming, don't worry. Even if it takes some time to process what is happening in the body during respiration, you can begin your own breath exploration by simply inhaling and exhaling with awareness. In fact, that's exactly what we'll do together after a quick word from one of my sponsors. For your breathing practice today, a purposeful breath cycle consists of three parts. The inhale, which is really the shape change, permitting air to be pushed into the lungs by the planet's atmospheric pressure. The exhale, which is the emptying out of air from the body and the retention, which is a small pause at the top of the inhale and at the bottom of the exhale. These stages of inhale, exhale, and retention form one breath cycle. The breath exercise we'll do today is one first of simple breath awareness, and then a guided technique called equal parts breath in which you match the length of your inhales to the length of your exhales. Resist the urge to force or strain the capacity of your breath during any part of its cycle. All right, you ready? Go head on over to your designated practice space and unroll your mat, 
or find your way into any other purposeful posture, like a seated position or perhaps reclining on your bed, and get ready to begin. Find your way into any comfortable posture which you can easily sustain for a period of time, either sitting upright, laying flat on your back in Shavasana, or for a slightly different approach to that posture today, you can lay flat on your back, but bend your knees so that you can place the soles of your feet on the mat, slightly wider than hips width distance. And with your feet flat on the mat, Allow your knees and inner thighs to rest in against each other. This posture is called constructive rest. Wherever you choose to be, you can place your palms onto the lower part of your abdomen, right underneath your belly button. As always, this is just an option, but having a little bit of weight on the belly can be helpful in bringing more awareness to that space. First, Take a couple moments here to simply observe the natural rhythm of your own breath exactly as it is in this moment. Allow the weight of your body to rest easily on the mat or the bed. And know that there is not a wrong answer to these noticings, so release any attachment to the outcome. Be playful in your curiosity to deepen the relationship with your own awareness. And as you breathe here, consider which one feels longer, your exhales or your inhales. Do you tend to breathe more into the belly or into the chest? Where does it feel like the breath is in the body right now? Do you notice a space at the top of the inhale or at the bottom of the exhale where there is a pause? And finally, does your breath have a color or a texture? Anything that you can visualize in the body as the breath fills and empties you. Take several more rounds of breath here, simply to notice. And after several more rounds of breath, if possible, 
start to plant the seed of the inhale into the deepest part of the belly so that your belly rises up into your palms with each inhale breath and your belly draws downward towards your spine with each exhale breath. Take the next few moments to purposefully refocus the habit of breath lower into the belly, expanding and emptying like a balloon. And as you breathe, soften the muscles in your face and your jaw. Can relax the eyebrows and soften the rows of your teeth away from one another. Now continuing to breathe and keeping these deeper breaths that utilize the belly, we'll move into the practice of equal parts breath. In this technique, you will regulate the breath gently so that the inhales are the same length as the exhales. I will offer guidance in the form of a three-count breath with the retention at the top and the bottom. But as always, feel free to add or subtract counts to suit your comfortable breath range. Whenever it makes sense for you in your breath cycle, Open your mouth and exhale all of your air out. Seal your lips. Inhale, fill up for one, two, three. Pause at the top. Exhale, empty out for three, two, one. Pause at the bottom. Again, inhale, fill up for one, two, three. Pause at the top. Exhale out for three, two, one. Pause. Keep going. Inhale for one, two, three. Hold. Exhale out for three, two, one. Hold. Inhale. One, two, three. Pause. Exhale, empty for three, two, one. Just like that. Inhale, one, two, three. Pause. Exhale out, three, two, one. On your own. Inhale. Pause. Exhale. Pause. Inhale. Pause. Exhale. Pause. Continue to breathe like that here on your own, making each breath consistent from beginning to end. Take about three more rounds of breath.
and then release any regulation of your breath and allow your breath to return back to its normal rhythm. You're welcome to stay here for a few more breaths in a state of breath observation. If you'd like to transition, depending on where you are, if you're laying on your back, you might move through to a fetal pose, which is just laying on your side with your bicep acting as a pillow for a moment and your knees in towards your chest. And then pressing yourself up into a seated position on your mat or on your bed. Take a moment to pause here. You might transition the palms from the lower abdomen to the heart, placing one palm on top of each other on top of your chest as a reminder that you have a heart beating in there, that you are alive in this moment, participating with the dynamic unfolding of your breath. In that acknowledgement, protect and preserve the effects of your breath awareness practice and your equal parts breath, knowing that you can return to these breath techniques at any point throughout your day when you need a little bit of stability. Let's seal in this practice together with one united breath. Take a smooth inhale and a deep exhale. Next week, we'll focus on some simple techniques for hand and wrist care. But until we meet again, please continue to practice the tools of yoga that you've met so far, including a gratitude practice, shavasana and relaxation, grounding techniques like mountain pose, and finally, breath awareness and equal parts breath. If you've made it all the way to this part of the episode, thank you for tuning in. Remember, as always, if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach out to me directly with a voice message through the Anchor app. Also available on the Anchor app is the opportunity to sponsor this podcast. If you believe that the tools of yoga should be available to all bodies, consider pledging a small amount in order to sustain the creation of future episodes. Until next week, drink water, stay relaxed, and I hope to hear from you soon.